It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Oh, that was a tough one. And it wasn't even really so much the score as it was with the Reds blowing the lead late and then TJ Antone going down again with arm issues. Oh, that was a, um, it, it feels like just another game to tack on the pile of absolute heart wrenching, just, reach in and just pull your heart out type games for the Reds this season in the grand scheme of things. Can they come back? Sure. But the same problem that they've had all year long is what reared its ugly head again. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what could be done. We're going to look at what the bullpen has looked like since the trade deadline. And I got some thoughts about uh, the probable starters for tonight's game, but uh, that was a rough game to start the Brewers series. And uh, yeah, need to uh, move on from that. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Cincinnati Reds. Oh, by the way, welcome into the Lockdown Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. If this is your first time finding us, make sure that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel and that you follow me on your favorite podcasting app. You can also follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and you can follow the show at Lockdown Reds and save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Uh, for comments, questions, reactions, whatever you've got. I'm sure you probably have a couple of thoughts after last night's game. I know I do. We're going to talk about that right here. First off, Tyler Malley was phenomenal. Absolute beautiful pitching performance for him. Really was hoping he could get out of the sixth inning, but Michael Lorenzen was able to come in and shut the door on the Brewers' threat in the sixth and for those five and two thirds innings, Tyler Malley was money. In fact, he matched Corbin Burns with for whiff. They both had 15 whiffs on the night. The difference was Tyler Malley was really limiting the balls in play. He had more whiffs than he did balls allowed into play and he was able to limit the damage. And then the first inning kind of looked like he was getting off to a rough start, but he held it to only one run. And then he settled down for the next three innings. Really looked like he was going to cruise. The thing was, he was doing that normal Tyler Malley thing where the pitch count was getting high. You look up and all of a sudden he's starting the sixth inning and he's already got 92 pitches. So you're thinking, all right, hopefully he can give you six. And then you've got only three innings from the bullpen three and a third, whatever. It's not that big of a difference. Michael Lorenzen was able to get out of it. Like I said, 
and, and, and the lineup too, before, before we get to the seventh. Yes, I know the lineup was working as well, not in the tune of power, but they were able to string some hits together. Something that teams don't do against Corbin Burns. In fact, Corbin Burns didn't look like he had his best stuff. His cutter came and went during the course of the game. There were some innings where it looked like he couldn't locate it. And then the next inning, he would be right spot on with his location for his cut fastball. But overall, the Reds were able to get some runs on them. All four runs that they scored were were tallied against Corbin Burns. So that is nice to see. The problem is whenever the Brewers bullpen came in, they didn't give up anything. No hits, no runs, no nothing. And when the Reds bullpen came in, well, that's why I've got this. Because it's the same story. The same thing we've been talking about all year long. And the, and the names have changed. We, we've seen guys filtered in and filtered out. We've seen the Jose De Leon's of the world, the Carson Falmers. We and, and Sean Doolittle DFA'd yesterday. We've seen the Heath Hembrys. We've seen lots and lots of just whatever guys pitching. Now we got our guys back. We got Lorenzen healthy. He's pitching well. We got Michael Gibbons over from the from the Rockies. We've got Luis Sessa, who's really starting to come into his own. You've got some nice guys there at the back of the uh, back end of the bullpen for the Reds, and they just got TJ Antone back. Oh man, that 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 is where I feel the emotional pain of that loss. It's not necessarily the seven to four loss that the Reds endured. It's the fact that after all of that happened, after the Brewers had scored six runs, or well, I guess it was before they scored the two in the eighth, but they scored four in the seventh to take the lead. So then Devin Williams came in in the top of the eighth and did his thing. And you knew Josh Hader was coming in in the ninth. So you're just like, how are the Reds? They can they can run into one and tie the game. They're at one run deficit. This is doable. And then the first guy that TJ Antone faces He's calling for the trainer after a couple of pitches because he feels some uh, uh, enough pain in his arm that he can't pitch, and he's taken out of the game. Post-game, David Bell said that TJ Antone felt something in his elbow. If you've watched baseball for any amount of time, you know what that means. And that's not good because this is late in the season for him to be doing that. We might not be seeing TJ Antone for the rest of this year. We might not be seeing TJ Antone next year depending on how I don't want to say it because hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully this is not that case, but if you've watched enough baseball and you know enough about pitching guys feeling pain in their elbow when they're trying to throw is never good. Never comes off as, Oh, well he had a pinch nerve or something. Hopefully this might be the one and only case, but yeah, I, I I don't know about that. I, I feel for him too, because And Jim Day was talking about it on the television broadcast. He said that TJ Antone, whenever he got the news that he was going back on the IL a couple of weeks ago, initially, he basically cried himself to sleep. He was super sad because he was so ready to get back and compete and pitch with the team. Man, I I feel for him tonight. I can only imagine what's going through his head because that's got to suck. 
the problem is it also sucks for the Reds team as a whole too. I don't know. Uh, they got to make they got to make some sort of thing. I they got to make a splash, and the only way they can do that is in their current farm system or going out and signing a free agent. And unless uh, somebody just got rid of their closer, I don't really think there's anybody on the free agents list that should excite Reds fans. So let's talk about some possibilities in system here in just a minute. Before we get into that, though, I wanted to let you know that you can download the Spotify Greenroom app on your mobile device today, create a profile, link your Twitter account, and you can follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And we are going to be talking Thursday. I almost said tomorrow. No, it is tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday. Helps if I know what day it is. Tomorrow at the start of game time, we're going to have us a little game time conversation on the Spotify green room app. You can join me there by downloading the app and creating a profile. You can also join other rooms by athletes and other media personalities and lots and lots of fans talking about the biggest news in sports, the games that are going on and all kinds of great stuff. That's on the Spotify green room app. I think of it as the conference call, but it's about sports. So it's the conference call you actually want to be on. Check it out today. Spotify green room, download it, create your profile, follow me and join the MLB group to get notified when I go live, which will be Thursday at the beginning of the game, which is Slater for 210 Eastern time since they're in Wisconsin and they're all on central time and it's all wacky. But yeah, first pitch 210. Join me in the Spotify green room app. Download it today and let's talk some Reds baseball. Hopefully we're not talking about the Reds avoiding a sweep in Milwaukee, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Download the Spotify green room app today and join me on Thursday. They're changing the way that we talk sports. All right. So TJ Antone going down. You know, that's a thing, man. I mean, the Reds haven't really had him for most of the season. So it's not as if we're talking about like a main uh, it's not as if we're talking about Joey Votto going down for an extended period of time. We're not talking about Nick Castellanos going down for an extended period of time. We're not talking about Luis Castillo. We're talking about a reliever in the grand scheme of things. And yes, we all love TJ and I love TJ Anton. He's one of the best pitchers on this Reds roster, but it's not as if he's irreplaceable. Now, the problem's going to be it's got to come within system. I really hope that the Reds don't just turn around and bring Sean Doolittle back and expect that to go any differently than it's already has. Don't get me wrong. Sean Doolittle seemed like a nice guy and an easy guy to root for, but he just didn't deliver what we needed him to. We didn't get that performance out of the bullpen that was really going to help the team. In fact, a lot of the cases, he was kind of a liability. So I don't want to see that again. And when you look at this bullpen, ever since the trade deadline, they have been better. You've seen some numbers creep up a little bit. They're in the middle of the road when it comes to like XFIP and, you know, things like that, ERA predictors, things that let you know that the Reds have gotten better. And honestly, if they have a middle of the pack bullpen, you feel a lot better than where they were because they were at the bottom of the pack. They were bringing up the rear. They were the caboose. They were one of the worst bullpens in all the league. Now they're in the middle, which is at least palatable. That is ever since the trade deadline, that is. But you still have some cause for concern. They're still walking a lot of people. 
you know, you don't like that. In fact, just thinking about locks. Out of the bullpen, I got to take a sip of that. So the other thing that I noticed whenever I was looking at the statistics for the Reds, so the, the since the trade deadline, Reds bullpen guys have come in and when they allow contact, when they allow balls in play, only 38.8% of those are ground balls. That is an alarmingly high fly ball rate, especially for the fact they play in Great American Ballpark. So that's like the number one thing that you don't want to do is be a fly ball pitcher. And it seems like every single one of them are. And that's what burned them last night because they had the bases or the Brewers had the bases loaded whenever Michael Lorenzen left the game and Michael Gibbons came in and you're like, all right, Gibbons, get some outs, get us out of this jam. The problem was the way he got outs was he was allowing long fly balls that turned into easy sack fly opportunities. And they were able to tie the game from there with their base running and things like that. So you, you needed a strikeout. You need a ground ball. When you're looking at the Reds, Reds relievers coming out of the bullpen with guys on base, you're thinking, let's get a double play. Let's get a nice ground ball for a double play and get out of this inning. It just doesn't happen as often as it should because they don't give up ground balls. If they're not striking guys out, they're, allow, they're allowing fly balls and that's really turned into a lot of problems for them. That's why you see different numbers about the inherited runners scoring and things like that. And that was not a great night for Michael Gibbons from an inherited runners standpoint, because I think all of them scored. So the fact that you're giving up mostly fly balls has really played into that. So what do you do? You kind of got to look at triple a Are you looking at a guy like Phil deal? Maybe. He's performed reasonably well, and he's a lefty. I don't know how high your expectations are. I don't know how high your expectations are for any of these guys, but Phil Deal, uh, maybe Dari Moretta, and I believe I pronounced that right, Dari Moretta, who, if you saw him in spring training, he is way different now. He's got a lot more command of the strike zone than he did in spring training because you can kind of remember that name because he didn't pitch all that well in spring training. But he's done better. He did really well in Double A, and he's been brought up to Triple A. Has too tiny of a sample size for any of those stats to mean anything. Plus, when you're talking about bringing up a dude, Triple A stats don't mean a hill of beans when it comes to pitching in the major leagues. But he could be an option, maybe. But bear with me here because I, I've talked about this guy before ad nauseum when it comes to his development and how the Reds should handle it. I think we've come to the point in the season where if Hunter Green is going to get brought up, it's going to be, and, and maybe right now, but most definitely it's going to be at the beginning of September. And I believe they should because he could give the bullpen that spark. I mean, when you saw the camera show the Reds dugout last night after they were dealing with that crazy blow up from the bullpen yet again, they all kind of had this look of, oh, here we go. We really try. We really put a lot into this. We were able to get some runs on Corbin Burns and the bullpen just can't hold it for us. Maybe Hunter Green can be that guy to come in and stabilize things, not necessarily be like the closer or anything like that. And you don't want to give him a ton of high leverage situations. And if they blow up in his face, that could cause ripples effects through the rest of his career. You don't want to see that. But 
on the same hand, you could see him coming up and being very dominant with that fastball, kind of keeping the command a little bit down. Maybe he's effectively wild for his first taste of major league action, but you kind of marry the idea of giving him a little bit of major league, you know, a taste of major league baseball, plus his talent could kind of help stabilize a part of the bullpen that now looks very questionable because if you do bring up a dowry Moretta or a field deal, a Phil deal or guys like that, what is the ceiling? It's not as high, not even close to as high as the ceiling for Hunter green coming in and whatever innings count he might be on. I think it might be time. In fact, kind of think that this would be a good idea for the Reds to do, at least in September. It's not like it's going to be messing with service time or anything like that. Plus, you could really electrify everything going on with this Reds team. And I know the, the Brewers series that they're in right now and then the Dodgers series at the end of September are really the only two series that are going to have that playoff flavor until, Lord willing, the Reds make the playoffs. So with that, you got you, you kind of see an avenue where it won't be that pressurized on Hunter Green. I think it's time. I think it's time to bring up Hunter Green because you've got to continue the momentum that your bullpen has been building since the trade deadline, and it feels like TJ Antone going on the shelf, hopefully – hopefully not with something as bad as we're thinking, but with him going on the shelf with some kind of big arm injury, just feels like it's going to derail everything, deflate everything and hit the reset button. And guys are going to have to figure some things out again. I, I don't know. I, I would love to see Hunter green come up though. Cause I think that would be exactly what the doctor ordered. All right. We're going to talk about the probable starters tonight. Hopefully the reds can get back on the winning side of things. The brewers now hold a nine to eight edge on the season series, two games remain. So we'll see how this all goes and tell you about the probable starters of Luis Castillo and Brandon Woodruff here in just a minute. Before we get into that though, I wanted to let you know that you can still set up your profile today at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on. You can get in on some great baseball betting action, whether you're talking about money lines, run lines, the over under great prop bets, whether it comes to hitters or pitchers, if you've got a good feeling about how Luis Castillo is going to pitch today against this Brewers lineup, you can drop a couple of bucks on a prop bet tonight. Or if you think somebody's going to hit a homer, you can bet on that too. You can also bet on NFL futures as we've got win totals. We've got Super Bowl favorites. We've got award favorites, different things like that. You can check that all out today at betonline.ag. And when you set up your profile, type in the promo code Locked on, you'll get 50% added onto your initial deposit, which is unheard of. You put in 100, you're getting 50. You put in more than that, you're getting even more than that, too. So do it today. BetOnline.ag. Get off the bench, get in the game, and start making some cash off your sports knowledge at BetOnline.ag and use that promo code Locked On. Needed some of the good stuff today. Dealing with bullpen issues. That's really the only way to go, I think. So let's talk about the uh, future here tonight. Let's talk about Luis Castillo and Brandon Woodruff. We are talking about two dudes who are the aces of their stabs, respectively, 
Luis Castillo has really turned his season around. I mean, if you go on Baseball Savant and you see his percentile rankings, there's not as much red in there as there is for Brandon Woodruff. But that is because basically for the first two months of the season, if you're just joining us here on the Lockdown Reds podcast, uh, Luis Castillo wasn't good. But ever since June 1st, Luis Castillo has been a la piedra and he's been it in spades. He has been absolutely phenomenal. And we're looking to see more of that here today against this Brewers lineup. We're also going to be watching the lineup for the Brewers to see if Willie Adamas is in it. He started last night's game and he actually scored the Brewers first run, but was promptly taken out after that and replaced in the lineup by Jace Peterson and replaced at shortstop by Luis Urias. So we'll have to see where that puts him. Of course, Colton Wong did his thing. He's been a Reds killer forever since he was a Cardinal and now he's a Brewer and he's still killing the Reds. So yeah, there's that. But with Adamas being in question, that kind of takes a little bit of sting out of this Brewers lineup against Luis Castillo. We'll have to see how all of that goes. Then on the Brewers side of things, you got Brandon Woodruff, who has just been phenomenal all year long. You're talking about a guy who is in the conversation. I don't think that he is as clear a favorite as like Corbin Burns or Zach Wheeler for the National League wild card, but he has still been pretty darn good. And you're going to see a lot of strikeouts in this game. Woodruff is going to fool some guys. There's going to be Cement bats where you're just watching. I know last night there were some people on Twitter that were just like, why aren't the Reds having better, uh, better at bats tonight? I mean, there's like one and two pitches and three pitches, and then they're out of there. Well, it's because it's Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns is a really good pitcher. He's really amazing. And Brandon Woodruff is on that same level. So bear with us. This is going to be another game where runs are at a premium. Really thought four was going to do it last night, but. The bullpen proves us wrong again. We'll see what tonight's run total is against Woodruff. Again, it's three or four against him, and you're going to be happy. Hopefully, you can get one or two against their bullpen. Get, you know, maybe five, maybe six runs and call it a night. The only thing is, how good is Luis Castillo going to be? What's his command going to be? How long is he going to pitch? Because the bullpen used everybody last night due to injuries, due to ineffectiveness from the Michaels, from the Michael and Michael law firm that I said was pretty much the back end of the bullpen for the Reds now. I think that it continues to be a fluid situation as to how that bullpen looks. But tonight's going to be interesting. The good news was they had an off day on Monday, so that kind of helps things. But who is going to be first out of the pen here? Who is the most fresh? I mean, we didn't see Justin Wilson last night, and Amir Garrett only threw like two pitches, but I don't think you're putting those guys in really tough situations. And who comes up to replace TJ Antone? That's all going to be interesting to see what happens, but this this game is big. I mean, it's interesting because before game one, Corbin Burns was quoted by the Brewers MOB.com guy by saying, you know, this is a big series more so for the Reds than for us. And so when you saw that, you're just like, man, man we really need the Reds to pound these guys because they're just kind of taking it in stride. They're not looking at it like, and they don't, nor should they be. There's seven and a half games now, eight and a half games ahead of the Reds for first place. You almost got this thing in the bag. So you can kind of not put a ton of stress on yourself if you need to. The Reds, on the other hand, 
hopefully they don't get to the point where they're pressing, but I'm a little bit worried we might see that tonight. And if you're pressing against Brandon Woodruff, it's going to be a very short night for anybody who comes up to the plate against him if they're trying to hit a home run every single pitch because he just doesn't give up that many home runs. Hopefully the Reds can get back on the winning side of things, though. All right, we we have talked ad nauseum about the bullpen. Let's put it behind us. One more to put it behind us. All right, it's gone. Game two against the Brewers tonight. Hopefully the Reds get back on the winning side. Plus, the schedule gets so easy from here. And with the way that the Dodgers are going to treat these Padres on their series, Hopefully the Reds can uh, create a little bit of space in that second wild card spot because as much as we would love to see them creep back up and take first place away from these Milwaukee Brewers, these Brewers just have some kind of, they got a lot of talent. Don't get me wrong. They got a lot of talent, but there was a lot of things that went their way last night too. This has been a team that has seen a lot of stuff go their way all season long and it just continues to. So I think the Reds just need to really get comfy in that second wild card spot and create some space away from the Padres and the rest of the field so that they can get ready for that one game playoff against the Dodgers or the Giants. I think it's going to be the Giants, but that's just me. That'll do it for us here today on the Locked On Reds podcast, though. Thank you so much for watching and for listening. If you are not subscribed, make sure that you hit that subscribe button. Plus, Follow me on your favorite podcasting app, and you can follow my takes on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs, and you can follow the show at Lockdown Reds. And again, save that Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. You can get questions, comments, reactions, whatever you've got into that Lockdown Reds line. But that'll do it for us here today. Now, go check out the Lockdown Bets podcast. You can make a couple of bucks off of their tips at betonline.ag. That's the Locked On Bets podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for watching and listening. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.